the unsurpassed, penetrating, and perfect truth is seldom met with, even in a hundred thousand myriad kalpas. Now we can see and hear it. We can remember and accept it. I vow to make the Buddha's truth one with myself. Homage to the Buddha, homage to the Dharma, homage to the Sangha. So good morning again, and um, thank you for all of you who braved the weather. Um, there's a lot of snow around here this morning. I- I'm beginning to um, think that maybe we'll get out of the drought. I don't know. Maybe for a year. <laughs> it's great. Okay. Uh, I also wanted to thank the, those of you who came for the retreat and both here and online. Okay, so today we celebrated the festival of Samantabhadra Bodhisattva. Uh, and Reverend Master Daisui in his book, Buddhism from Within, says that Samantabhadra represents patient spiritual love and rides an elephant, which itself is symbolic of the unstoppable power. This is the elephant, which is itself symbolic of the unstoppable power that spiritual love exerts upon the world. Okay, So spiritual love to me suggests unattached, unselfish, universal goodwill. Um, for, and that's a goodwill for everyone, all beings, all things. Friends, those that we don't know, and those that we don't particularly like. We can actually have... Um, universal goodwill in that way. Um, Maybe we can't love everyone, uh, and everyone may not be our best friend, but we can view our world without hostility, animosity, vengeance, and antagonism. And that's powerful. Um, I want to say here, too, just a word about Reverend Master Dysway, because it's it's really a shame that he died so young. But, of course, we die when we die, and he died well. Um, but he, he was a great writer, and, you know, he, he would have churned out a number of books, more books, because he, he knew a lot about Buddhism and had a really good way of conveying it. So, so I'll quote him another, another time in my talk. So Samadhibhadra also has a number of other titles, Pervading Goodness, Universal goodness, uh, universal worthy. I've also seen all good. It's kind of like when people say it's all good. I guess, I guess you know. I mean, uh, but Samantabhadra's, you know, because because of because of their bows, um, uh, Samantabhadra is able to really bring universal love and good into our world. Uh, Samadhipadra is, is also the Buddha, the Bodhisattva associated with practice and meditation. In the Avitamsaka Sutra, in which Samadhipadra is a key figure, Samadhipadra teaches Sudhana. So Sudhana is the seeker. I haven't actually read the Avitamsaka, but I've heard bits of it. But he's a seeker who's throughout, throughout the, the sutra. And, um, at one point, Samantabhadra teaches the seeker um, 
who's the main character in, in the sutra, that wisdom only exists for the sake of putting it into practice. And wisdom is only good so far as it benefits all beings. I really appreciate uh, this teaching, that wisdom only exists for the sake of practice. And it's only good if it benefits all beings. Um, we say in the scripture of great wisdom, when one with deepest wisdom of the heart, um, I think that's what Samantabhadra is teaching here. Heart wisdom is not intellectualism. There's nothing wrong with intellectualism if you want to do that, but it's not heart wisdom. Heart wisdom is practical and helps yourself as well as others. It's a wisdom to be shared with the world through kindness, compassion, and generosity. When we speak of wisdom in Buddhism, it's not something directed from on high, you know, the all the all-knowing one, because we are, are the ones that know. We know. It's, it's within us. All beings possess wisdom, and we also possess the practice of Samantabhadra. We just need to wipe the dust out of our eyes and see clearly. The precepts and meditation are the practice of wisdom. Uh, Master Daisy also uh, in Buddhism from within, says that Samatra is sometimes portrayed in a form which is hard to recognize as being either clearly male or female. As we know, Avalokiteshvara is, is this way too. Um, depicted, so some, some statues or scrolls and the like in Buddhism are depicted. These bodhisattvas um, are depicted um, in kind of ambiguous gender. You don't know if they're male or female um, or what. Um, but this is to indicate um, that um, what they represent is beyond all worldly opposites. Okay. In the Avatamsaka Sutra, again, the Buddha says that Samantabhadra made ten great vows as guides to Buddhahood. And that was one of the um, scriptures that we sang this morning. The, the ten great vows were in there. But this is, this is a bit more simplified version. I'm going to give you kind of more direct and simple. So these are Samantabhadra's ten vows. Pay homage and respect to all Buddhas. So we do this paying homage and respect. So I'm going to comment on each one of these. Um, with words with thoughts and with actions. And, and, and the whole point of homage and respect is the putting of it into practice. Okay, the second one is praise the Buddhas. So it's really important to realize the gift we have been given to hear the Buddha's teachings in this lifetime. So I, I think we're really fortunate. Number three, make abundant offerings, give generously. It's, you know, really basic Buddhist teaching, but the one that you carry with you your whole life. Um, number four, repent misdeeds and harmful karma and actions. If you have a problem with the word repent, you can think of, you know, be contrite for your misdeeds and harmful karma and actions. And again, the point here is with um, 
contrition and repentance is that we don't repeat what we're doing you know, over and over again. It's like the thing in soap operas where everybody's always saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But then you tune in you know, a week later and they're doing the same thing again. So, you know, and, and, and Samadra Bhadra is very much that you, you have to put it into your actions. Okay. Number five, rejoice in others' merits and virtues. So this is sympathetic joy, which is a wonderful thing to be able to rejoice in others' merits and virtues. And that they do it in ours. It's okay, it's okay to rejoice in your own merits and virtues. But I think it's even better to rejoice in the merits and virtues of others. Six, uh, request the Buddha to continue to teach. Um, so it's really important to be grateful for the Dharma, for instruction, for our friend, Dharma friendships, because we gain so much from these. Uh, request the Buddhas to remain in the world. Uh, as you, probably a lot of you know, you know when, I, when the Buddha was getting sicker and sicker, I think that Ananda was so concerned and worried that he forgot to ask the Buddha to remain in the world. And then finally when he cottoned on, the Buddha said, it's actually too late. You should, you should have told, he, I guess his, you know, his, his sickness had progressed too far. It may not have changed anything, but, but, but it, it's, it's an attitude of mind, respect, and gratitude um, for the Buddha's ancestors. Okay. Number eight, follow the teachings of the Buddha at all time. Well, is there really any other way to live? I mean, we can, but isn't this, this the way, the straight way, um, the clear way? Accommodate, and this is number nine, accommodate and benefit all living beings. I like that word accommodate because it, look it up in the dictionary and it's the quality of being able to adapt to changes. Of course, and life is changing all the time. But we accommodate and benefit all living things and we benefit all living things by accommodating, not by just having our idea of the way things should be or the way that people be. We need to accommodate. 10, transfer all merits and virtues universally to benefit all beings. So that's, you know, it's, it's the practice that we do. And, and rather than keeping the merit for ourselves, we transfer it uh, universally to benefit all beings. So we can, uh, from these 10 great vows of Samantra Bhadra, we can see why Samantra Bhadra is referred to as pervading goodness, patience, love, sometimes called universal worthy. Um, but all these, see why those, Samadra Bhadra was given those titles. We too can, can follow in Samadra Bhadra's footsteps. So his vows are for us if we'd like to take them. And they're very simple. I mean, I think if we're really practicing Buddhism, we're practicing those 10 vows. Yeah, I, I, I just think they're a, a good teaching and very straightforward. So that's my... A little bit on Samantra Bhadra. So I'm talking about something that's, I think, connected, but a little different. So maybe some of you are familiar with the Kingston Trio. Okay, I'm dating myself. Um, the Kingston Trio uh, were a folk music group in the late 50s, 60s, and actually they are to the present day, although 
what I read was that the original members of the Kingston Trio are all dead now. I think the last one died in 2020, you know. Um, but they, they were, you know, quite popular, and, and um, my older brother had all their albums, and I'd love to play them and try to memorize the words, which, of course, I only partly did. Um, but um, in 1963, the Kingston Trio recorded and released a song called Desert Pete. I don't know if any of you are familiar with that, but it's one that I remember. And that song was written by Billy Eddie Wheeler, who was a folk and country music singer. Okay. He also wrote The Reverend Mr. Black, another song that the Kingston Trio performed. And I think that's another Dharma talk. Um, so I'm not going to sing the De Desert Pete for you. <laughs> um, if you want to hear it, it's very accessible on the internet. Um, but what I want to do is read the lyrics, okay? Uh, because I think it tells the story better than I, I just told you the story. So I'm going to read the lyrics here. And it's a really small print, so I hope I can read it okay. So um, this is entitled Desert Pete. Um, so I was traveling west of Buckskin on my way to a cattle run, across a little cactus desert under a hot, blistering sun. I was thirsty down to my toenails, stopped to rest me on a stump. But I tell you, I just couldn't believe it when I saw that water pump. I took it to be a mirage at first. It'll fool a thirsty man. Then I saw a note stuck in a baking soda can. The, the pump is old, the note began, but she works, so give her a try. I put a new sucker washer in her. You may find the leather dry. So here's the next bit I'm going to read is the refrain that kind of after each little bit here. You've got to prime the pump. You, you must have faith and believe. You've got to give of yourself before you're worthy to receive. Drink all the water you can hold, wash your face, cool your, your feet. Leave a, bottle for, for, leave a bottle full for others. Thank you kindly, Desert Pete. Okay. Um, so next, next verse. Um, this is, goes on what the note says. Yeah, you'll have to prime the pump, work that handle like a fire. Underneath that rock, you'll find some water I left in a bitters jar. Now, there's just enough to prime it, so don't go drinking first. You just pour it in and pump like mad, buddy. You'll quench your thirst. And then, then we have the refrain again. Uh, you have to prime the pump. You must have faith and believe. You've got to give of yourself before you're worthy to receive. Drink all the water you can hold. Wash your face. Cool your feet. Leave the bottle full for, for, for others. Thank you kindly, Desert Pete. So this is the traveler speaking in the next verse. Well, I find that I, well, I found that jar, and I tell you, nothing was ever so prettier to my eyes. So he found the jar of water, um, and I was tempted strong to drink it, because that pump looked mighty dry. And now, we go back to the note. But the note went on. Have faith, my friend. There's water down below. You've got to give until you get. I'm the one who ought to know. So we're back to uh, the traveler here. So I poured in the jar, 
and I started the pump and I heard a beautiful sound of water bubbling and splashing up out of that hole in the ground. I took off my shoes and I drunk my fill of that cooling, refreshing treat. I thanked the Lord and I thanked the pump and I thank old Desert Pete. So the refrain again, you've got to prime the pump, you've got to have faith and believe, you've got to give of yourself before you're worthy to receive. Drink all the water you can hold, wash your face, cool your feet, Leave the bottle full for others. Thank you kindly, Desert Pete. And it just repeats. Drink all the water you can hold. Wash your face. Cool your feet. Leave the bottle full for others. Thank you kindly, Desert Pete. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice little song, but I think there's a point in it. Um, okay. So I'm just going to take a few bits of it and comment on. So you've got to prime the pump. Um, there's some basic hard work that we have to do in training. Okay? Uh, there are choices and some sacrifices. You start at the beginning. But you have to, you know, so it's like you have to prime training. Um, you just don't, you know, zoom up the ladder because <laughs> there's no ladder actually. Um, and there's no, there's no up to go in that sense. You must have faith and believe. So if we're willing to do the steady, continuous work of training, all the Buddhas and ancestors, Bodhisattvas and Samatabhadra, come to help us. It's said that a thousand Buddhas stand in one straight line and they're all, all, handing, all holding out their hand to us to help. You've got to give of yourself before you're worthy to receive. So, you know, worthy is one of those words that you could get hung up on. But actually, Samantra Bhadra is, is known as universal worthy. So I think worthy is an okay, okay word. But you've got to give of yourself um, before you're worthy to receive. It doesn't mean you beat yourself or, you know, you know go, go, wrong in a, go around in a sackcloth or something weird like that. But... You, there's some, we have to give of ourselves, partly because we're so full. We're so full of opinions, um, our own notions, you know, uh, that there's, there's a letting go and, and a giving and a generosity. And as I said before, generosity is the first, uh, one of the first practices we take up in training. It's, it's one of the first things that the Buddha taught when he taught about Buddhism. Um, uh, and it's it's not the kind of giving that's the giving until it hurts. It's just about giving of yourself, you know, uh, living an unselfish life, which I, I think is a life well spent. And and uh, you know, we just had Reverend Master Saito die, a really remarkable example of somebody who just was unselfish. You know, just his his kindness. I mean. You know, it's really sad that, that he, he's died, but he left that kindness. And I think it was that way with my sister. Okay. And she died. Okay. Uh, drink all the water you can hold. Wash your face. Cool your feet. So if it were me, I was thinking about this, you know, I'd probably fill the water jar right away. 
<laughs> because there's no guarantee <laughs> how much water is going to come up. And then how do you know, you know? So, so it's, it's, in a way, it's just not being selfish. Maybe if, if you uh, fill the water vessel right away, that's all the water you'd get. Well, now I just try to prime it again. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, it's okay to enjoy, enjoy the water. You know, Desert Pete's telling you, you know, cool your face, cool your feet, you know, drink your full, but, but leave a bottle full for others. Um, thank you kindly, Desert Pete. Because if you don't leave some water for others, for the next person, and, and in a desert it can be life and death, survival, if you don't have water, um, if your horse doesn't have water. Um, but if you don't have that water that you left in the jar for the next person, um, the pops, pump's not going to work. And they're stuck. Okay. So the, the, the Iroquois, Native American Iroquois, uh, have a law that in every deliberation we must consider the impact of our decisions on the next seven generations. I think that's remarkable, you know. Um, but we, we do have to have a real, uh, we have to look, you know, what's going to be the effect of what we do? Um, I think it's a really um, far-reaching and unselfish un, um, behavior to think way in advance. What's the effect going to be? Um, but Buddhist practice calls us to do the same. We, we need to look at the effect of our actions and the effect they have on others in our world. Um, you know, it's part of the reason that our world's in the state it's in, because we're not looking as a human race at the consequences. We, we just want to have the benefits, but really, we need to be responsible. So I, I think that that simply leaving some water for the next person was a transformative, has a transformative effect on the universe. If small actions done to benefit others are the stuff of future causes and effects, excuse me, and they make our world a better place. Okay, that's small actions because, in fact, we don't get called upon to make an enormous, make enormous actions very much in our lives. Um, but the small actions, they really help change the world. I think that somewhere along the line, Desert Pete must have got religion. I know nothing about his past. <laughs> of course, he's not real. Um, uh, but somewhere along the line, he must have got religion because he says, you've got to give until you get. I'm the one who ought to know. <laughs> Bit of a checkered past, and he straightened himself out. But you know, he did this very kind act of, of putting a pump in the desert and leaving a note. Okay, so I think Desert Pete is is kind of a, a folk song bodhisattva, folklore bodhisattva, Western bodhisattva. He gave the others uh, a source. He gave others the source of water in the desert, which I said is survival, um, and he left them a valuable unself, unselfish instructions for their benefit and those who come after them. Because, you know, people could, could, could continue to do that, to, to enjoy the water, but 
save a bit of water for the next person. Um, and that, that's, a, that's a great thing. I mean, it's a, I think we can, we can use that as a, um, which is something we can do in our life with our actions. You know, are we, leaving, are, we, are we leaving a little bit for others so they're able to um, prime the pump? So that's my Dharma talk for today. <laughs> Thank you. And actually, I was going to say, just to end, uh, I've been to the, the mountain in China where that statue is. So the statue in the glass case here, it's an enormous statue. And when we went, you climb up a mountain, and there's all kinds of monkeys when you go up the mountain. You've got to be careful. The monkeys will take your bag from you. Um, <laughs> they're very used to humans. But you go, we, we went way up on a mountain, and we got there. And it was really cloudy, and then it cleared, and you could see the statue. And then I think this statue is from a temple at the bottom of the mountain. And that's mountain... Omeshan? Yeah, okay. Omeshan? Yeah, Omeshan. Um so and it was great. It was, yeah, it was really neat. So, thank you very much. <laughs>